the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past eight. SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bix, let's head straight to talking about AFLW because a very important match for Adelaide this weekend against Sydney, who are living by the mantra of why not us, but it's been a fantastic season of AFLW. As we say, good morning to the AFL GM of women's football, Nicole Livingston. I'm sure you're really pumped about this weekend too, leading up to a big grand final. Oh, massive. Really pumped about uh, these two matches that are presenting, particularly in your neck of the woods um, at Norwood, seeing Adelaide and Sydney actually play for the first time um, for a spot to progress through. So it's pretty exciting. Can we just go back? What what a first week of the finals in terms of those top four teams playing each other, you know, fourth beating first, third beating second. You know, not many people would have picked that. Uh, no, not many people would have picked that. Um, and, you know, certainly Brisbane came out firing uh, and so too North Melbourne. So, uh, yeah, to see those two teams beat probably um, the more favoured teams. In fact, three of the four wins were underdogs. So uh, Geelong was probably the only one that got the spoils over Essendon that were, were probably tipped to do that. Mm. So how is the planning going for the grand final? Because at this stage, it could still be at a whole range of different different venues. You must be uh, have a few contingencies in place. <laughs> Well, the good thing is before we started the season this year, we actually announced uh, venues in each state uh, mm. to be able to host the grand final. So, um, yeah, we've already got those. If, if, as an example, if Adelaide are the hosts, it would be at Norwood. And if Brisbane are the hosts, I'll just give you those two as an example. It's mm. at Brighton Homes Arena. So we have those um, locked in and, um, yeah, and, and obviously other other venues like Icon Park or Princess Park as well. We've had a look at the, the finals matchups leading into the grand final Nicole, but what are your thoughts overall of the season? We've, over the past couple of years, introduced some new teams and, of course, um, had some brilliant matchups with some young players showing what they can do on the national stage. Um, as, a, as an overview of the competition as a whole, what are your thoughts? Oh, we're really pleased with it um, to see two expansion teams, two of the latest expansion teams, make it through the first week of finals and the Swans still being alive for mm. second week. Uh, Essendon being the other team, uh, it is really terrific for us uh, from a competition point of view, a national competition point of view. But then you think about actually game style and you, you would have been watching AFLW as well. You can see that, um, you know, the, the style and, and the skill and the way that, that our teams are playing is improving year on year. And there's a few reasons for that. Obviously, we're getting, you know, year on year, they're getting fitter, they're getting better with skills, they're doing pre-seasons, they're in the gym, all of those kind of things. Some of them are training, most of them are training daytime now. Um, but, you know, we're also seeing more players coming through from Auskick right through to AFLW, and we'll also see that now with the draft occurring on the, on the 18th of December. Girls that have played from five years of age, mm. so it really is mimicking the, the pathway that the boys have had. Can I ask a question about the Women's World Cup, which happened in Australia earlier in 2023? Was something like that a really good reminder to take a step back and go, okay, so how can we do things better and keep encouraging young women to play Australian rules football while the whole world was watching Australia with the world game, encouraging young girls to have a look at the round ball game? Sometimes those things work in the favour of other sports, just making sure you're fine-tuning your own processes. 
Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, we knew that was coming. We had it penciled in. It didn't change anything that we were planning for delivery this year. But what it did do is really put a magnifying glass on women's sport and reminded Australia that we have pride in women's sport. Now, we don't compete against the green and gold, obviously, of the Matildas, but we do have a lot of fanatical support for our 18 clubs with fans and also those that have come to AFLW that never really followed footy. Um, So we have a, a big audience that are right behind AFLW and women's football as well. So um, what we do know is that with 10% enshrined from the Commission to Game Development or participation in Australian football, it means that's tens of millions of dollars going out to the experience that girls and women and boys and, and men are having at our clubs at a community level. So we know when they get to a club, they're having a good experience because we need to also retain them uh, at clubs, not just bring in new members. Now, Nicole, one of the, the challenges you have whenever you introduce new sides in is to try and close that gap between the top teams and the bottom teams. Are you comfortable, and we've seen it with Sydney, how quickly they've improved, are you comfortable some of those lower-ranked teams are going to be able to make up that ground quickly? Yeah, I think so, because I think there's a couple of other things at play here now with a five-year CBA. Of course, this is the first year, the 2023 competition, so four more years to come. We've got players on 12-month contracts now. So I think the Chloe Malloy example of going Mm. to Sydney uh, has probably given a lot of other players confidence that you can move to another club. And and Chloe is really making her name up in the Sydney market and is performing beautifully for the Swans. So now it's a 12-month contract, not seven months on and five months off. I think you'll find more players thinking about, uh, you know, where they might want to go. And it may not be where they're from. It may be a different club. Uh, and once, you know, Hawthorne this year had a few wins, but they, they actually recruited really well. So give that some time and that starts to brew. And they've just announced some good signings uh, of under-18s leading into the draft. So, um, you know, once those teams start to really find their feet in gel, uh, I think we're really going to see some good competitive balance. From a local point of view, we will ask about Aaron Phillips in a moment. But um, I've also seen some Port Adelaide supporters start stirring a little bit, wondering if there's an opportunity for Port Adelaide to wear the prison bars when the showdown happens. <laughs> next season have you been asked that question a fair bit oh uh, uh, look it comes up it comes up mainly on radio <laughs> um i yeah there was a supporter wearing prison bars and i was walking around the ground with uh, one of our commissioners and they were pointing to their to their guernsey saying how about this next year so there's certainly a lot of passion um you know there's a team that looks at uh, those kind of things so i'll leave that to, to the expertise within the business to be able to determine those kind of things and um as sort of Jared alluded to around there and Phillips, she gets the opportunity to uh, present at the, uh, the grand final this year, which is a really nice uh, thing for her to do. But I think a lot of people in Adelaide uh, sort of pondered whether there's an opportunity to, uh, to recognize her in another way. I'm sure you've thought about it. Where does that sit at the moment? Yeah, I think from a legacy point of view, we are still building the legacy of AFLW and we recognise that the likes of Erin and also Daisy Pearce, who only retired 12 months ago, have been great trailblazers for the sport of Australian football for women. So um, I think at only seven years old and, and eight seasons old, we just need to, to wait a little longer to be able to, to recognise. But it's a good first step to be able to have retiring players also recognised at the grand final. Uh, and Erin will be the first one to, to do that. Daisy's away on holidays with her family, mm. so she's not available for it. But Erin will also present the best on ground medal, which is, which is great. Mm. Nicole, I tend to agree with that last statement as well around uh, just letting everything settle. So, we, we uh, thank you for your time. It's going to be a huge weekend of footy here in Adelaide. There's a couple of weeks to go, and we, um, we yeah, congratulate you on what's been another successful AFLW season so far. 
Thanks, guys, and we'd love to see as many people get to know what is possible. Tickets are obviously available. It's womens.afl forward slash tickets, and that game starts at 7.15 local. Wonderful speaking to Nicole Livingston there from the AFLW. Bix, as she said, it's going to be brilliant this weekend. The weather's not looking too bad too, uh, with a, a bit of breathing space as well with some of the other sport. If you have a look at sport this weekend in South Australia, so the 36ers are playing tomorrow night. It's a week off for Adelaide United men's mm. team. The women play on Sunday. So Saturday is perfect if you wanted to go and cheer on Adelaide. And uh, we did get a text message coming in. I'll get to that in a moment. I was just going to say, weather looks good. Um, um, kids getting free. There's no reason why you wouldn't get along there if you're a footy fan and you're back for the cross. Uh, 0427154166. This is from Tim, who says, the best captain's call of the year. I'm still pondering if fish can see water, but more importantly, does sea water sting their eyes? It's a good question. Well, no, it's not a good question. Oh, wow. Clearly sea water wouldn't sting their eyes. I've never seen a fish rub their eyes as if they were stinging. Oh, wow. Um, Tim, just for... Putting up with that, we're going to give you the Signet Boost Power Bank phone charger today because that's a real whack from Mark Bickley, who was obviously <laughs> fatigued after a big roast last night. Um, Full belly. Well, yeah, you can definitely you, – you should be grateful to all of our listeners that they're not in and here. No, I'm saying a... the listeners should be grateful they're not in here with you today because <laughs> we know that you had roast for dinner last night. Now, Jared, that, that's a, an attempt – at you to poke fun at me for maybe having flatulence when we all know in this studio that that is not the case and that someone else, you know, there's not many of us in here. There's only two of us, but it's not me that has an issue. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. It's uh, the Bricky Brownlow next. <laughs>